Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And they're racing in the Melbourne Cup. Twilight Payment tries to break their hearts. Bell declared kick. What a ride. What a win. In a cup we'll never forget. Uh, it's great to have your company once again on 10 Speaks Racing as we count down to the Lexus Melbourne Cup Carnival, the coverage that you'll get to see on Network 10. And the band is back together after our debut pod- uh, podcast performance last week with James Winks, Group 1 winning jockey, David Gately, the best form analyst in the business, Britt Taylor, who is the god of WA, and Nicholas Quinn, that man who used to have a lot of hair for the tab. Uh, we've all got together. How are we, team? Very well. How are you, boys? Yeah, I can't speak for the others. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Just waiting to see what's in uh, line for well, you're a bit ner- <laughs> You're a little bit nervous, aren't you? A little bit twitchy. Yeah. You are a little yeah, bit nervous little because bit. You, you put your reputation, which let's be honest, <laughs> it's not a huge reputation, <laughs> on the line last week in the Turnbull. For those of you who may have missed it and for those of you like me who didn't miss it but just want to hear it again, have a listen to James Winks and Britt talking about the Turnbull and what might happen. I think she just wins. She's a just champion. wins. Yeah, I do. She's a, oh, no. she's a champion. Everyone look. Every time she goes into Group One, people are looking for her to get beat. Oh, she can't win today. You know what she does every time. No, no. Just <laughs> wins very elegant. That's my number one most hated phrase in racing. <laughs> so I'll be taking very elegant on on the weekend just because of those two words. <laughs> We now know what happened to Very Elegant, yep. the Winx curse. The anchor. Uh, Britt, well done on pulling him up. Um, have you got anything you'd like to say to James? looked at all of these excuses, scoped, has the vet go over her. No, no, no. Very Elegant's fate was sealed on Thursday <laughs> when James Winks uttered two words, just win. Jeez. Never, never use that phrase. Have you learned anything here, James, today? Yeah, well, well, I know Britt doesn't hold back, so that's sure. good. <laughs> and uh, I also have a bone to pick with you, Mr. Felgate, because I believe this morning oh. on RSN, I think I heard you say just win. Uh-oh. Oh, oh hang on. <laughs> no, I, I think I had the... Now, hang on, Britt. I've got one little thing that I need to say about that because Winksy said it, it'll just win. I'm saying that that... If it gets luck, yeah, you because I'm worried about the barrier. So that's not a that's not a typical just win it's comment, though. I still heard the phrase. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, one thing I do want to know about James: Didn't you have a bottle of red that was uh, oh. that was up for grabs on that? Has he paid his debt? Sure did. No, we we were saving the bottle of red for Cup Week, but yes, he uh, does have a debt to pay. Yeah. Lucky you give me the cup week too, because I just googled the one you sent to me. Chateau Cheval Blanc, uh, price tag one thousand seven hundred dollars. True. Hey, how about that? So Falgate, don't don't go into a little tussle because that's what she's out of pocket. She's not cheap, uh, Britt. That, that's the the level that Nicholas Quinn usually um, uh, drinks at. Uh, we've got we've got Quinny on the line again. How are you, Quinny? 
I'm worried if Winksy's going to be in more trouble if he doesn't buy Brit the drink or if his missus finds out that he's spent that much money buying the drink for Brit. So either way, it's the definition of a lose-lose and I couldn't be happier. Uh, hey, would you know what we need to do? Find winners this week. It is one of the great meetings, Caulfield Guineas Day, and we need to, to put the hat around for Winksy so we can buy that bottle of red for, for Brit. The Guineas... It's an intriguing race after this barrier draw. Quinny, what's the market doing? Animo has been popular in the last 24 hours. It was into $2.30 before the barrier draw. It was then $2.50 after coming up with the wide gate. Eased from $2.50 out to $2.80, but now there's been support. $2.80 back into $2.70. Artorias, a $3.90 second elect. And a move for one at double figure odds. Number three, Tiger of Malay, $21 into 11 all right, I had a chat to James Cummings on RSN about the barrier. This is what he had to say and what Animo might do. It is not as detrimental a barrier as has been faced before with the Blue Diamond and the Golden Slipper, for instance. So uh, I, I think uh, Corfield Guineas is his target. So, you know, the wide barrier is the wide barrier. It's not like we're scratching from the race and going somewhere else. He's going to run. He's just got to, he's just got to task ahead of him. It's all on the jockey, Winksy, which is how it always falls. And you're the only Group 1 winning rider sitting amongst us. What does Ollie do? I think he's, Ollie, Ollie's a freak at it, but it's, it's an open book. It's a very tricky start from there. Not a very long run to the first corner, but probably trusts his horse that he does everything right. Maybe lob three deep cover midfield or something. But, yeah, as James Cummings said, he's going to need luck. But, you know, that's his target race and he's there to run and he's there to run well. And if he gets lucky, he can probably win. What do you reckon, Britt? How would you ride him? Oh, look, I think it's really tough. Barrier 15, Ollie, I mean, Ollie's a freak. He, he probably lands, you know, finds a spot three deep with cover. But it, it doesn't look like there's a heap of speed that you sort of get those gaps to actually slot in. So I just worry from that gate what happens. And it's the same with Artorias drawn too. Could he be back on the fence and all of a sudden the two fancy runners don't have map advantage? So uh, have you got a question, Mark? Are you going to take a sit against the two favourite runners because of their barriers, Britt? Yeah, I am. I uh, Ooh, the, yeah. one, the one that has had a bit of money at a bigger price, Tiger of Malay, now, don't get me wrong. I think Animo and Artorias are clearly the better horses yeah, in the race. But I just think that barriers and maps can mean so much. And I just thought that the Golden Rose, we're siding with that as the form reference. And Tiger of Malay got that inside drawer. He's going to have the math advantage and can just keep plugging away to the line. You know the others have the better turn of foot. But if uh, he has a head start, he may take some catching. So... I just thought from an each-way perspective, I didn't mind Tiger of Malay. And it'll be a great story, too, for um, a couple of Western Australian brother and sister, Jamie and Daniel O'Bree. They basically started up breeding as a bit of a family hobby to all be involved in. And they've bred Tiger of Malay, sold him for 255000 and then they decided to keep a share in him. So for a couple of brother and sister in their 20s to be lining Gee. up in a group, well, it's just extraordinary. Oh, and ka-ching, ka-ching, <laughs> if you win the guineas, uh, moving on to the breeding barn. Uh, uh, one man who knows all about ka-ching, ka-ching is Gator. Uh, he's got plenty. Are you in the Animo or Artorias camp? Or, like Britt, are you wanting to take a set against them because of the barriers? So, um, with, with athletes, what I tend to do is uh, back the best ones. So, 
I think that's Animo and Artorias um, here. And I think that if you have um, a less than ideal run in transit, if you're all pretty even, if we're all pretty even talent-wise, it makes a massive difference. If one athlete's just superior, it's less relevant. And we saw it with the Autumn Sun, and we've seen it many times. You know, Incentivise had a tough run last week, but it was too strong. So that's the way I'm reading the race. Um, okay, if Artorias is held up, held up, of course he can't win because he hasn't got clear galloping room. But I'd much rather back the best athlete and hope they get a bit of luck than back an inferior one and hope the good one doesn't get luck every day of the week. Who's got the worst draw? Is it possibly sitting wide or is it possibly Artorias who's going to need luck and could get held up? Well, I'll tell you after the race. But I'd, I'd say that with Artorias, they've got less to think about. He only has to jump clean and settle. Animo, they've got more to think about, about what they, what they do. I've got a feeling they won't drag back to last. Um, you know, I saw a stat during the week of how few win from that draw. Um, Caulfield, 1,600. But how many are $2.50 favourites? in a field where the third horse is $13. It's, mm. it's, it's a big difference between a 20-to-1 shot starting out there. Well, since, 60, since 76, there's only two horses have drawn 14-plus to win the Guineas. That's, that's a long time. It is, but it's, it's only relevant to you know, what price they were, what talent they had, and, and the race. So I, I, think it's, I think we're looking for things that aren't there. I think we're jumping at shadows a bit. Who do you think's got the toughest job, Winksy? Yeah, I'm pretty much I love how Gators describe the the situation. I think they're the best two horses. Obviously, Animo tricky gate, but if he gets straight up with cover, he's the horse to beat. Artorias doesn't help himself from a low draw. I think I didn't mind Alpine Edge the other day. He didn't couldn't get his revs up. Um, and what's a moody horse? Um, Lightsaber. Like, yeah, like just on speed, he's out of trouble. Yeah. So. Um, the other one I didn't mind. I know he's got a badger again, but forgot you. Like they're talking about, if he wins here, he's going all Cox Plate. So mm. they've got big aspirations for him. But I remember the Guineas I rode in one year. Huey Bowen was on the favourite, Chris Wallace, and one not long ago. And he's normally on a bat marker, and it shanghaied out, and he took it to the yeah. front. And it was game over. Mm. So who's to say? Not saying that will happen, but if he shanghaies out, Animo and Ollie can be there. Well, it could be game over within the first furlong. Gee, it's going to be intriguing to see how it all sets up. Um... Artorias, do you think he's a 1,600-metre horse or a sprinter, Brett? Oh, look, that's the big question, is it? There's been a lot of school of thought that maybe he's just that get-back sprinter. And that's the thing when we come with these young horses at this time of year, when they are stepping up to the mile. Like, there's big question marks sometimes on, you know, until they do it, you don't really know. Sometimes horses can hit the line so brilliantly and you go, oh, well, they just want further. You step them out and all of a sudden you go, hang on, you, you lose... You know, just dynamic over that shorter period to sit back and sprint home. So I think a lot of questions will be answered on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, that's all really relevant. I mean, we're obviously going to be a lot smarter after the race, but, I mean, our job is to find the winner before the race. I mean, he, he does attack the line like a horse looking for 1,600. His last start, his last 100 metres was fabulous in a fast-run race. So I think there's enough endurance there for him. Um, but concede that, uh, you know, until they jump that hurdle, they haven't, they haven't jumped it. What about the emergency who gets a run now, Hitotsu? Uh, Coast Watch is heading to Sydney. Oh, I thought he was a good thing last week. They took the gamble to get him into the, the guineas. He's a horse with a lot of upside. Barrier 3 should get a good run. Could he be uh, an outsider? He's my best roughie. Um, I think he's the one with a lot of upside in a race where there are some queries, as we've touched on, around the, the better athletes that are more proven. Um, given the way that race was run and won last week... I think five or six lengths of a conservative margin. 
they've left behind. Uh, they, they're walkers in that race. He would have eaten them up. But um, Don't tell me that. I needed him last week. Yeah. yeah <laughs> was, anyway, he, I think he might have lapped a few of them. But, um, yeah, so I think he's a really good horse. Um, and as I say, best roughy, but he too, um, he's going to need a bit of luck. All right, Britt. Can we get a... Maybe not a just wins, but a just just runs top three or something like that in, <laughs> in your selections for the guineas. I'm happy to say that uh, you'd be happy to take the place price there for Tiger of Malay to run a cheeky race, and let's just hope that maybe it could be one or two spots. But I actually think that, that those three will run the top three. So are they good things to run the top three? Can I get my bottle of red back or not? No, <laughs> you cannot, because no. I'm not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there it is. Uh, it's on the record now. <laughs> uh, all right, Winksy, where are you going? Uh, look, the obvious Animobi has luck. Uh, but yeah, if I'm going to go a roughy, I would say uh, Alpine Edge, uh, he can run a good little cheeky race. What about just on Animo? If Ollie wins the Guineas, it'll be 31 years since he won it in 1990 on Centro. Were you even born then, Britt? I was not born. <laughs> there you go. And Gator was only 30. Yeah. Spring chicken. <laughs> I remember Centro, Winnie. <laughs> it's a remarkable longevity, years. isn't it? Oh, yeah, well, he can tell. Well, that... What's that? <laughs> I said, you... <laughs> <laughs> he mumbles when he's having a go. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, it was a little drive-by, yeah. but it was just a mumble drive-by. Just you in case that. <laughs> Holly was listening. <laughs> All right, you're an Artorius man. Yes. And Gator? No, no, no. Uh, I'm, you're, Animo. Animo. I'm, Animo. Uh, Artorius, I'm with Artorius. Artorius for Can you, Gator. All right, I'm going with Animo as well. But uh, unfortunately, it scares me when we think similarly because I think Atotsu could be um, the, uh, the, the good... Price danger at twenty three dollars. Um, well, Britt, out of episode one, you got a bottle of red valued at seventeen hundred dollars. Can we at least just get one little side wager with Winksy? Have you got something, Winksy, for us? Yeah, if she, I'm happy to. If she brings something to the table, no problem. I can't. Okay, well, why, why don't we say? My... Wait, who was your outsider? Oh, see, you always got to go. My, my outsider is sixteen silly. to one. What's yours? Alpine yeah, well, Edge or Tiger Malay 12, okay. Well, was that $20? We'll just, yep. So why don't we say who beats who home? Mm, okay. I like it. All right, so oh, this is Alpine Edge and who? Tiger, Tiger Malay. Oh, okay. Well, you've done well there, Britt. You've taken the third favourite for uh, uh, fifth favourite, so not too much. Uh, all right. Come out for that. So well, this is double or... something on the table? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm a punter. Yeah, that's All right, great. double or nothing, we're yeah, on. absolutely. All right, I love this. Uh, all right, Britt, looking forward to uh, the results over the weekend, and we'll get you back on uh, the 10 Speaks Racing Podcast next week when we drill down on Caulfield Cup Day, uh, incentivising to $1.90 now, can you believe? Uh, but before that, we've got a, a cracking... Caulfield Guineas. Uh, enjoy the weekend, Brett. We'll speak to you soon. You too, boys. See you, Brett. All right. Uh, I like that. There's two bottles of red on the line now for me. If we ever get out, we'll yeah, be able we to get out. If we get out, it'll be a great party. He, he's going to be Only half a bottle the, to, by the time we get to right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Quinny's still with us. He's sticking around, and I hope you stick around as well because uh, we now need to get on to the second group one of uh, the big program on Saturday. Let's have a look at the Turak. And this is what Britt was alluding to the fact that I, I think he's the, the best bet of the day, but with the proviso being, he must get out and get a run. If he gets clear air, they won't see which way I'm Thunderstruck goes in the Turak. What price is he, Quinny? 
He's $2.80 to find out, Michael. He heads the market at that quote and has been the best back runner. Elephant, a 5.50 second elect. Then we've got Dice Troll, 9. Tafane at 10 with Sierra Sue. Superstorm, 13. Second slip, 15. But he had back me next start all over him last time out. I'm thunderstruck and plenty of punters have done exactly that. Are you with the thunder, Quinny? I am indeed. I'm like you. I think he's the best bet on the program at a backable quote. What about you, Winksy? Because unlike the Guineas, all the favoured runners have drawn reasonably well. Uh, Elephant, Dice Roll, Tafane have all drawn nice soft gates. How do you see this race being run? Yeah, I can see where you're coming from with On Thunderstruck. He just does. He can do a bit wrong. He can be sticky away. He can over-race. Um, I thought Serena Sue's run was just as good as him the other day, albeit she goes up to 56 and can she give to Fani and Superstorm only, look, uh, what is it, half a kilo and two kilos respectively, probably not. Dice Roll gets a great run from the draw and he was good. So, look, if he does everything right, he probably does win, but uh, not for mine at $2.70. So who do you like? I think Dice Roll. Uh, drawn soft, going to do no work. Um, and again, obviously comes down to getting the brakes at the right time. But Nick Ryan, stable, airborne, uh, going for his maiden group one. So uh, jockey's in form. Fred, confidence is up. He's been close, hasn't he? He deserves a change of luck, Nick Ryan, for his, uh, his maiden group one. But can a horse like Dice Roll beat on Thunderstruck or Elephant Gator? Oh, look, he can certainly, I mean, he's just run as well, you know, really well, hasn't he, in the key lead-up race. So he covered ground. I know the fence was off, but he's still covering ground's not ideal. He had partial cover. Um, I'm thunderstruck, didn't get by him. Swapped the runs. You know, I've, I've got a feeling that I'm thunderstruck, beats him by a fair way. Um, and I think all things being equal, he beats him by a fair way again. Uh, but things aren't always equal in a horse race. This is the whole problem, and this is part of the art of why we're getting the prices we're getting. Are you concerned at all about Gatefall looks good on paper, but could he get cluttered up? Absolutely he could, but again, it comes back to, um, am I going to back an inferior athlete and hope the best one doesn't get luck? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to back the best one, um, I think, and back our judgment to get clear air and uh, get over the top of them. How good's Elephant? No, he's very, very good. I mean, and his form's very easy to tie in. I mean, he's pipped by Superstorm. Sierra Sue was in that race at Wait for Age. He didn't have much luck. Arguably should have won it. Sierra Sue goes on and wins the Rupert Clark. Superstorm then goes and chases Zaki. So Elephant's right there on all his form lines that you look at, and he, he will map for a good run. He'll have a head start on Thunderstruck around the turn. So I think he's the main danger. All right, so you and I are both on Thunderstruck. Quinny's on Thunderstruck, and Winksy is going for the dice roll in the Turak. Uh, the last of the three Group 1s, which we'll look at in this first segment, is the Might and Power. Uh, what a great name to name, uh, a great name change from the Caulfield Stakes to the Might and Power. And it's almost a, a Might and Power hyped-up horse. We got it. This, this could be a just wins from Quinny here. Oh. What price have we got the favourite here, Zaki? <laughs> Well, they're not going to put me on a stamp for declaring a dollar twenty-six shot, but oh, it has been fascinating, and there's been lots of odds-on runners in this race since 1991. I'll quickly whip through them, and we can assess how they've gone. Tie the knot was second at a dollar ninety. Northerly won at a dollar ninety. Lonro won at a dollar sixty. 
El Segundo third at a dollar forty-five. Miss Finland second at a dollar seventy-five. So you think an Ocean Park both one at a dollar forty and a dollar fifty. Atlantic Jewel one at a dollar thirty. Winks one at a dollar twenty-four. Or Russian Camelot second last year at a dollar forty. And the money is come for Zaki here a dollar thirty into a dollar twenty-six. Zaki was three dollars fifty in pre-post betting and obviously dominates the market. Right. So at the end of that, uh, do you want odds on or look on? Me? Oh, um, no, look, look. He, he looks the winner, doesn't he? I mean, he, he beat Holmesman last time they clashed. He beat him comfortably. He beat Probabil last time they clashed. He beat him comfortably. Uh, he catches non-conformist. He's pretty promising on the upward spiral, but now he's got to come up to wait for age. So... Who's the other one? No effort. Um, who's very, very genuine. Well, that, that, there's your leader, which is good. Yeah. Oh, look. That, Give Zaki a bunny, at least. Yeah, look, he, he, he probably only has to stay upright to, to win the race, but, um, you know. He's eighty in the Cox Plate. eighty. yeah. It's, see, the, the long-range uh, betting for the Cox Plate, when they've got one that they land on, they, it tends to be the right one. Um, you know, obviously with Winks and So You Think and Might and Power. Um, the other races are a little more treacherous long term, but the Cox Plate, when they angle, when they aim at one a fair way out, they get it right a lot, and, and he looks a uh, deserved favourite for me. All right, uh, let's make a dollar. Give me your trifecta in one for those that are listening in the might and power. Yeah, if I have a $10 straight trifecta, it's going to be two Zaki from one homesman and three nonconformists, so two, one, three. Okay, uh, Potting probably Not potting. No, she'll run really well. She just, I think at the end of 2,000 metres, it just tests her levels of endurance. Um, and they might be a little bit stronger than her at the end, but there won't be much in it for second and third, fourth. She'll run well, but she won't finish top three in a field of six. So she might be beaten a half length from second and run fourth. Do you think fourth. it'll be that close? She might be a half length off second okay. and run fourth. Uh, you've got to let me finish the sentence. <laughs> you get a job on. Yeah, um, he's, yeah he's like, uh, he might win by three or four. All right, Winksy, top three in order. Zaki, nonconformist, probable. Okay, uh, Quinny, top three order? I'm going with exactly the same as Winksy there. Right, mm. Okay. <laughs> Which I don't think he so heard. That was so he just said, I'll do yeah, it again. Uh, all right, Zaki. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to have Zaki to beat Holmesman, two from one. I'm going to throw no effort just to hang on and run third at the big price. She wants a lead of bias. Yeah. And rain. And, and will rain is predicted on the day. There you go. All right, you're listening to 10 Speaks uh, Preview podcast of Caulfield Guineas Day. When we think of Caulfield Guineas Day, what's the best finish we've seen. Oh, he digs, he digs, he lunges, he wins. Well, it sounded a lot better that <laughs> by Greg Miles. Let's have a listen to it. <laughs> Tester Rosser Oliver's just waiting and waiting. Redoot's choice left the fence. There's the run for Tester Rosser if he's got enough. A line coming at them on the outside with pins. They reach the 200 and Tester Rosser sprinting very fast has moved up and has gone to the lead over Redoot's choice. Cassidy had to pull the whip and then pins. It's Tester Rosser clear though. Redoot's choice is coming again. Testa Rossa has to find. Redoots digs. He lunges and wins. Redoots choice beat Testa Rossa. A magnificent guineas. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Followed further back in the field by Primus. Well, we got knocked down. Primus, so did God's Own. Paternity came back into their lap. Plenty of trouble in the early point, and God's Own went back to last. He was knocked out of the race. When they turn, God's Own got flattened again. Into the straight, Godski in front. Paratroopers coming at it quickly. Paratroopers has ranged up and hit the front now. Getting out of strata and battling on Gonski, then perfectly ready. Paratroopers going for home, and the Guineas draws a length in front. Is holding Gonski. God's Own getting out when it's all over. Is flying. Paratroopers in front. God's Own flying to it on the outside. He got up. A remarkable performance. God's Own has won the Guineas. I've never seen anything like it. He's got up to beat Paratroopers. Oh, it was a great call by BM. I still don't know how God's Own won the 2005 Caulfield Guineas. If you haven't seen it, jump on YouTube, have a look at it. He got knocked over two, three times. He still couldn't win halfway down the straight, and yet Bossy got him home for the legend Bart Cummings. If Tab were doing betting in the run, oh. uh, <laughs> a, what would you say? Like 10,000 to one, you wouldn't take it. Unbelievable. What do you do when you're in a position like that, Winksy? That's just the never give up. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that was it. Never give up. You, you couldn't win. Simple. Mm. Just a freakish performance. And you, yeah, like the caller said, you'll probably never see anything like it again. And that um, was the first time since probably when he crossed the line of Maccabi Diva to win the third Melbourne Cup. You got that famous shake of the head from like Bossy. <laughs> he loves shaking his head when he's like, how the hell did that happen? <laughs> uh, that was one of the great Caulfield guineas. Hey, let's get through the rest of the card at Caulfield on Saturday. We kick it off with the debutante stakes. This is where we need your help here, Quinny, because most of these are first starters. Has there been any early guide? Been three well-backed runners early doors. The best backed of them, Brereton. Dermy's been as much as four dollars sixty into three eighty. The favourite now at that quote. Magic Carpets Firm from five fifty into four dollars, and Comedy First data from the price Kent Stable has been thirteen dollars into eight. So numbers one, twelve, and two have been early firms. Everything else in the market just pushed out slightly. All right. Do we expect to see Brereton just going straight through the pack? Uh, after Come the off start? the square, you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> um, look, he did trial really well. He obviously cost him a pretty penny, and um, he's well-related. He easily beat Cannonball in his trial. Cannonball ran well last week. Look, there's a lot of unknowns, obviously, but, oh, look, I've tipped him on top for what it's worth. Is there a baby that's caught your eye, Winksy? Oh, look, I don't have any real firm opinion, to be honest, but I suppose how can you knock the price or sit one down the straight? Yeah. Like, he's mm. done it. Uh, Race experience, key isn't for these babies. Drawn a bit sticky. You're getting ten dollars. Well, that's you know, and it's. I think I know when I rode, everyone thinks they can win these races. So there's, there's good spruiks on all. You of get them, a tip yeah. for every horse. I'm my horses. Well, most know. of them try well. Yeah, exactly. So it's like so. that. None of them have tried like hacks. So we'll see. Well, uh, the stable mate to the second favourite, Magic Carpet, uh, Renosu. This morning, James Cummings said, oh, "I don't have that much between them." Magic mm. Carpet's four dollars. Renosu's thirty-four dollars. So yeah, I, look, I'm potting both of those off their trials, but not there's not, look. As I say, they all showed ability. So it, it's a lot of guesswork. The market will tell us as we get closer, maybe. All right. Good luck in the first uh, for the babies. The second is the weekend hustler. What a star he was, over fourteen hundred metres. No scratchings. Quinny, what are punters doing with Buffalo River? 
backing him to drop in grade and get back on the winner's list. $4 into $3.50, back out slightly to $3.60, heads the market at that quote. The second best backed runner, Sosie Bond, $6 into $5.50. He was billed as a, as a potential Group 1 star, Buffalo River, but he just hasn't lived up to it, Gato. What are you doing on Saturday? Look, he's run well in a couple of those races, but um, he doesn't do himself a lot of favours by uh, burning up some energy early doors. But he did run very well in the Rupert Clark. Uh, he's led at you know over four lengths above Group 1 average speed in a race on a day where the winners were wider running on. So I think he did a great job to hold on. Um, I think he'll run them ragged here. Um, he's one of the better bets on the day for me. Confidence. Mm. All right. So it's a it's a, almost a chips in situation. Yeah, and I'll be backing him heavily. You know, with, wins. Oh, I've only got oh, four. Is that? No, no, that's no. not. That's what I'm putting no. words in the gator's no. mouth. No, I'm scared of Brit and a wine <laughs> taste. But uh, yeah, um, look, I think he's a he's a great price to find out. Is if it close can, to a JW? Look, he's just got to harness his energy. If he could, he doesn't need to go that fast. He doesn't need to go four lengths above Group One fast. But he needs to run along at a solid speed. So that they've got to get it right. And they're in good hands with, the, with a bloke called Damien Oliver. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> Oliver. I haven't heard much about him. I think he's a pretty good rider. He's got a good yeah, idea. He's only new. Yeah. Uh, that JW wasn't James Winks. But <laughs> what is the JW special in this? Uh, Buffalo River, he, I get how you said they rent far. But he naturally does that every yeah, start. he's a runner. He? So they've got a... That's why he wins so many races because that's he breaks the hearts and they got, most of the good horses behind him have got to use their turn of foot to get to him. They bottom out, so if he gets it right, yes. Uh, I thought riddled me that would run well. Bit of a sticky draw, but I think can probably overcome it due to the sense that they'll spread due to the tempo that's going to be put on. So if you can find a spot, it's probably the one that I thought could run over the top of them. Oh, so riddled me that thirteen dollars, nice each way selection from Winksy. Uh, you've talked me into Buffalo River. Uh, I thought Sosie Bonnie, so honest, has got to go in the mix as well from a, a nice soft draw in race two. Race three is the uh, Village Stakes. We got a shorty here, and no wonder Lombardo has just been phenomenal. These last couple of starts, a dollar eighty pandemic. Uh, is at $8. Can we get better than $1.80, Quinny? Will we get black figures, do you think? Well, he's already been well back, $2.20 into as low as $1.75, back out ever so slightly to be $1.80. He dominates the market at that quote, pandemic eight fifty into eight. the only other firm at the top of the market, but one of the better back runners anywhere across the country on Saturday, race three, number seven, Lombardo. Is he part of your multi, Quinny? He is indeed. Yep. Uh, Thunderstruck. Oh, Jai McNeil. Two JWs. Um, Lombardo, dollar eighty, right price or too tight? No, I think he deserves to be a pretty short price favourite. I think um, he's winning by big margins, running fast times. So he has a racing style that's pretty bulletproof, um, and there aren't too many here that could that'll drive him mad in the lead. Uh, look, he's going to take some serious catching. If he, can, if he can hold that form and run those figures with 54 kilos, he's clearly the one to beat. And he probably wins more than five in 10 if you run it 10 times. So I think the price is okay. Can anything beat Lombardo, Winksy? I thought Daniel Bowman's runner was unlucky, though. Ocean Beyond. Mm, runs super. Just, yeah, look. Lombardo didn't step great the other night at the Valley. I thought uh, Lana Kelly gave him a great ride. Not potting him. Obviously, if he does it right, he should be too fast. But, yeah, definitely uh, Daniel Bowman's horse to be respected. All right. I like that little bit of value there from Winksy. Again, I should be on at 8.50. Uh, 
Uh, I don't know how they beat Lombardo. If he jumps and runs, he should be winning that race. Race number four is the Thoroughbred Club Stakes. This is a pretty deep race here. Some nice um, females going around, including Crystal Bound, who is a decent price, I'm thinking, Quinny. Barrier one. What price are we getting Crystal Bound? Currently $4.20 for those that want to get involved. Has been as much as $6 in and clearly the market mover. There's been money for number eight, New York Baby, who's been $7 into $6.50. And if you're chasing one at double figure odds, there's been a move for number two, Sneaky Five, who's been 21 into 19. I'm happy to take 420 Crystal Bound. Uh, before her win last start, Kira Mark came on and said, look, she's got improvement to come. So if you if you factor that in, she's got to be mildly hard to beat, doesn't she, Gota? Yeah, I mean, that, those words are ringing in my ears too when I did the form. That I, I, It was a solid win without anything spectacular on the clock. Not much merit there. But she did beat Seridas quite clearly. Seridas went to the Valley and won the Scarborough Stakes, beating Larkspur Run, who had just tested Zuzarella. Um, so the form lines are there. Uh, I'm thinking, yeah, she'll be much better for that and take some catch. He's got the Jamea form. So does Robadira, though. Uh, she was a forgive run last time out in the quicksand and pulled up lame. Mm. Her run prior to that, it took Jamea to run a huge last 600 to beat her. I think they should be a lot closer together in the market. Uh, you know, what is it, 420 to 950. I think they should be, you know, uh, $4 and 550. So Robadira is a good saver bet for me. Decent rain also in the mix. Uh, New York baby, uh, Winksy, two from two, can't do anything yeah, wrong. Yeah, one bit a bit arrogant the other day he up was. straight. Uh, I thought Gay's a twelve. It run re- do you give it any? It run really well in the provincial circuit. Did win by eight. Mm. It was a terrific win and some merit on the clock. Fast win, so on speed. Uh, yeah, and there's not there's not a lot between a lot of these. None mm-hmm. of these are putting their hand up and saying, "Hey, look, I'm Atlantic Jewel." You know, there's not a lot between a lot of them. All right, so what's your bet then, Gator? Oh, I think I'm going to back Crystal Band and Robodero and play some Quinellas, including Decent Rain, New York Baby. I think it's the way to make money on the race. Quinny, have you got a, an opinion? I like New York Baby on an each-way basis. Yeah, I'm Quinny, New York Baby. I just liked it to win up the straight the other day. All right, two New York Babies. I'll have a Crystal Bound and uh, Gator's on... Uh, a two-bet strategy. Mm. All right. That is the Thoroughbred Club Stakes Race 4. Race five's the Scalacci. What a star he was. The big grey flash. This is an interesting race here as well because September run to my eye in this is probably the class, yet you're still letting us get on, Quinny. She has been a firmer. Maybe the jury's out slightly on her, but she has been well back. She was as much as three dollars seventy early doors and has firmed since that point in time from three seventy into three ten. Valentina five fifty into four forty. The second elect seven to excel a five dollar chance. I just think she's been in two totally unwinnable races her last two starts, and she's still hitting the line. September run. She gets a good chance at Caulfield on Saturday. Gator, what do you think? No, I agree. I think um, if there's one thing I know more about training is than a guy, it's Chris Waller. And uh, <laughs> I, 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 thought I, thought, I thought staying at 1,000 metres second up was a mistake. But uh, no, in Doesn't serious, he listen to you? No, seriously. Who am I? You wouldn't even know who I am. But um, <laughs> she... Uh, Come on. Everyone knows who you are. Of course you would. She, was, um, she hit the line really nicely, but was out spared. Plus, it was a good night to be near the speed inside. So I think she ran really well. 1,100 back a notch here. I'm with her. Um, but I concede, you know, it's getting close to D-Day. Mm. I reckon Dosh, in any other race, I'd have been lining up just to throw money at her because she's a really good horse and she just ran out of fitness, I think, that last 100. But there's going to be a bit of speed in yeah. this race. So is that going to 
upset her. Yeah, she's going to have to absorb pressure because Savitu Excel will probably try and lead. Um, so they're going to match Modus the first couple hundred. Um, that could be detrimental to Dosh's chances. Which way are you going, Winksy? September run. Uh, two races where she, yeah, she's run unbelievably well. Um, right conditions. Dosh, bit of inside mail that she does tend to run off the track a little bit. Mickey D, left-hander. Just keep that in the back of your mind unless you can swap it over when they go for her. Could be a little bit of vital riding mm. there. So be looking for, if I was the trainer, I'd be telling her to carry it in the right hand. As you can see, she's run off the track both times up the straight. Who's got to sit behind her? Uh, well, I think Savitore XL will lead her. I think she'll sit up outside him. Um, okay. And uh, there, is the, there is other speed in the race, but none of them have the speed of those two. Jigsaw probably takes the trail. Okay. Uh, Quinny, who wins the Scalacci? Who wins the Scalacci? No, I'm with September Run. Maybe a little D-Day, but I think class will prevail. All right. Might and Power, everyone's with Zaki. Uh, race number seven, which is the first leg of the Northwood, uh, of the quaddy is the Northwood Plume. What's the market telling us, Quinny? La Mexicana's been pretty popular at the top of the market here. 460 into four. Tellier now a 480 second elect. Brooklyn Hustle six with Ruby Saki. Chassis best the rest at $10. Dirty Thoughts 11. But La Mexicana fourth up on Saturday, the early market mover. They tell me Ruby Saki is airborne. If we get a bit of rain on Saturday, she's going to be mighty hard to beat. This is a, this is a, any of five or six could win this, Skater. Who do you like? No, I agree. I think Ruby Saki is, um, obviously, she's matched motors with Brooklyn Hustle in the past. Brooklyn Hustle had her measure, though. Um, and Brooklyn Hustle was a clear figure on first up when heavily backed. She's back a notch here. She probably should have gone close in a new market second up a couple of preps ago. That's good enough for me. I think she's really backable at $6. Um, she's better than Talia and La Mexicana. They're going to have a head start on her, though, and they're very genuine. They're good mares. There's no knock, but she's better than them too. So I think she runs them down. What even? Uh, she ran off the track the other night. Not yeah. concerning. Like, oh, it's not and, ideal. It's just like she has got around the valley before. Yeah, that's so, right. But me, she had other issues too. Internal bleed. Yeah, uh, I think there were mer- a myriad of issues. Uh, uh, not not ideal. Figure fall. She had a hoof issue. Brooklyn hustle. Mm. So Jason Warren said, I mean, clearly they wouldn't run her if they didn't think they had no, a right. No, true, true. I just yeah, internal bleed, foot, throat abnormality. <laughs> Goes on and on and on. <laughs> it was that I why she ran poorly. Yeah. <laughs> for me, it's a, and this is my best roughie for the day. More secrets down the bottom. Mm, really? You should, have, should have won by a country mile at Bendigo the other day. So my thinking, without putting words into um, Wayne's mouth, that she's won three in a row now. So the next step for a filly or a mare this time of year is to go to stakes class. Um, runs well, soft draw, gun jockey. Uh, there you go. Gee, you. Do have some intel into the uh, the Hawks yard because you just arrive a lot for them. So this yep. is this is a nice sneaky setup. You yeah, think? Yeah, I just think I just that's the process, and I'm just that's I, that's what I'm thinking. They're thinking that we should be three from three now, and our next pro- or natural progression for her would be this time of year to try and get some black type. So this race has popped up. Good value from Winksy again, thirteen dollars. Um, I'm with Gator Rubasaki in race seven. The Guineas, uh, we've done the Guineas. Uh, Arturias for Gator. Um, Animo for Winksy. I'm Animo. And uh, who are you, Quinny? In the Guineas, I'm with Animo as well. Animo there. All right. The Turak, I'm a Thunderstruck. You're a Thunderstruck Gator. Elephant, is it, Quinny? No, no. I'm, un- I'm unThunderstruck. I'm no Stampy fan here. 
Stampy. Okay. And what about Dice you? Dice roll. Dice roll. Uh, there you go. All right. That brings us to the last race. And this is the Herbert Power win. And you're in to next week's Carlton Draft Caulfield Cup. I'm not sure, Quinny, have we got a, a decision yet? Because I know there had been some talk from Kirimar that maybe that's safe floating artist for the Kunji. But he's obviously still in the race. Have you got any mail? Well, the money is for him and Delphi to get the job done here. Obviously, it is final field, so if you're back floating artist and he comes out, you do get a full refund, so there's no need to warn punters about that. But punters are really focusing on the top two here. Floating artist into 270, Delphi's into $3.70. Hopefully, one of them can send punters home with a win. Between them, nearly 88% of the money. There's some good informed horses, uh, none more so than Floating Artist. If he goes around on Saturday, are you with Floating Artist, Gator? Well, I've tipped him on top. I mean, 1,800 to 2,400 is a, a big jump, but he was so strong winning at the end of that race at 1,800. He ran on the same day as Zaki. He ran home quicker than that horse in his last uh, sections, um, albeit with less weight off a moderate, uh, you know, a lesser tempo. But um, still, it's a good uh, line to draw. I think he and Delphi rightly dominate the market Delphi was so good last time, beating home Grand Promenade, beating home Charlie Rose uh, in a fast race. I'm expecting the horse that beat him, Nonconformist, to run well at a might and power stakes. So he must have, he must be a danger. Could, if either of them win, challenge either of them challenge incentivise in a Caulfield Cup? Uh, look, I think what you're, if you're getting incentivised beaten, you're hoping he either A, underperforms or doesn't get around Caulfield or pulls up with some sort of issue. So that's I think no. they're the things that beat yeah, him. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> tell us who wins the Herbert Power. Uh, I like Delphi, purely and simply for everything Gator said, non-conformist form, Tara Lee Rose form, etc., etc. Then my only knock would be on floating artists is the trip rise, but, geez, Kiramar and Dave Yusuf have got the setup to get a horse up and about for this, so... Um, I wouldn't be knocking him. I'll tell you who they've got a big rap on too is Turidan. Mm. Turidan's airborne at the moment. So I'm going to have a little something each way, Turidan, just at the $9. Uh, and if Floating Artist doesn't go around, they'll want to split them. And Turidan is the one maybe better suited for the Herbert Power. So keep that in mind. Uh, gents, it's been good fun. Can't wait to see what happens. Uh, Winks v. Brit round two. Uh, <laughs> leave us that better again? Oh, I've got you a $1,700 uh, bottle of red. You're now double or nothing. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I'd be getting another probably think about that. When you were flying as a Group 1 <laughs> jockey, you just used to order them for fun <laughs> in the nightclubs. You wouldn't even know who, yeah, who you were buying <laughs> drinks for. Uh, gents, leave us with your best for the weekend. Best for the weekend, race nine, number 11, I'm Thunderstruck. September run. Ooh, I like both of those. Quinny, who do you like? I'll make it a trifecta. I'm with you two with those two tips. Very keen on I'm Thunderstruck at backable odds. All right, it is going to be one of the great race days, Caulfield Guineas Day, and we're only 23 days away, boys. 23 days away from Lexus Melbourne Cup Week. Yeah, we yeah. can't wait. You'll get to see us all in action for Network 10 next week. One of the best build-up guides to the Lexus Melbourne Cup is the Caulfield Cup, and we'll be back on 10 Speaks Racing Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. Back plenty of winners. We'll see you next time. 